Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. Wow, what a weekend. What what a great day of racing in IndyCar, man. This is John Massengale sitting in studio with Les Kaiser and Jonathan Green. Yes, sir. How are you, boys and girls? Welcome uh, back. Yeah, welcome back, Jonathan. Thank you. I've been running around. You haven't been on the show lately, man. Well, a bit of Trans Am, bit of F4, bit of F3, you know. All the way across the board, man. I know. Sorry. And in fact, I'm going to introduce you today. I said I would find a Texan that has it, that has is the real deal. I found one. <laughs> Liam, Liam Snyder, he's coming on the show, and he's the real deal. Awesome. Excellent, excellent. Well, not to uh, miss out on it, my buddy finished fourth today at Pocono. He Santino Ferrucci! Si, 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 yeah. si. I feel like i got to use my hands like to say that name. I feel like I should speak Italian when I say I, know, I, when I, I feel say like I should be using my hands. All right, hey, the producer said Santino is now holding, so we're going to bring him on very You can't ex- hold him. <laughs> you can't, <laughs> can't hold him back. Welcome to the show, Santino. We appreciate it, buddy. Hopefully, uh, sounds like you guys are having a good time out down in Texas. Oh, no, yeah, no, buddy. No. Well, like like Jonathan said, we can't hold you back because you'll just drive around us, right? <laughs> <laughs> is it raining yet, or did it come, or did what happened? Uh, it rained, and, uh, man, it rained hard. Yeah, figured it would. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Hey, well, listen, first and foremost, congratulations. Your best uh, result and certainly, in my opinion, your best drive to date, uh, especially as it's on an oval, and no one expects, you know, somebody with your background um, to, to to drive so well. Ovals immediately in your first season. Yeah. Oh. I had, uh, I had so much fun driving here in the Poconos. Well, hey, we, I've got to talk about the crash right at the start of the race, man, because you blew right past that. It looked like you just saw what was about to happen and hit the gas and got the heck out of there. Yeah, I actually, uh, I never listed that brakes. Yeah, we could hear it. Well, it's uh, Poncho Carter, isn't it, that's uh, in your ear talking you through that, isn't it? Uh-oh, we may be losing Santino. Hey, Santino, we're, yeah. you're breaking up a little bit, but are you still there? Yeah. Do you want to try and make another connection? Yeah, yeah and uh, they, they, they tend to not put a ton of cell towers out in Pennsylvania, <laughs> driving down 84. Ah, there, you go. there you go. Hey, well, uh, speaking so, of the drive, so uh, we mentioned Poncho Carter. Isn't that who you have in your ear nowadays? Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's probably one of the best people I've ever had to listen to, and makes my life super easy well let, let me ask you this because we, we're going to ask our audience tonight but i mean you know you had a good view of it probably better than anybody else but we watched it on tv and 
Obviously, Rossi's uh, season could have gone up in flames now, um, but surely that was Sato's fault. Yeah, I mean, it, we all have spotters, and to see something like that happen is kind of like, I don't know, it, it, you don't want to have a crash on opening lap of a 500-mile race. No kidding. And it, especially with four races to go to finish the season, he essentially took out the person who was fighting for the championship the most out of all of us. Yeah, and it looked just clear as day to me. I mean, it looked like he got—he just barely got ahead of Rossi and then just turned into him. I mean, it he came out and, and was like, ah, you know, I think it was just hard racing. And then he tweeted out, and I was like, man, that that looks just clear as day to me, a mistake by Sato. And we've had him on the show. He's great. I love him. But, oh, man, yeah. that just seemed, yeah. it just seemed like, yeah. Early, yeah. I mean, we all make mistakes, but, man, that looked like, you know, there was no doubt that what happened there. Yeah, I mean, he just he wasn't he wasn't clear. I mean, and when you're racing in, you know, 220 plus, you have to make sure you're clear, because an accident like that, we're 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 fortunate. Everybody walks away from that. You know, I mean, obviously Felix was, uh, I'm assuming okay, but they took him for further checkups. But I mean, we're really fortunate that 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 didn't have any greater effects than what yeah, it did. That's very true. And uh, I got. I want to talk to you about uh, what you did before the race as well, because that we, we saw the parade. Speaking of driving, yeah. Speaking of driving, we saw <laughs> we saw the whole bunch of cars that you brought down. But before we do that, um, I just said, you know, I thought it was your best performance. But you know, you've been coming on the show now since literally since Formula Three and TRS days. Um, we followed your career so closely, and we love watching you guys. Uh, watching you race particularly, um, so does Dale Earnhardt Jr. And uh, <laughs> bless him and yeah, his family. How about that? Yeah. And uh, but. Um, just sum up, in your opinion, you know, some of your drives this, this year. Are you you must be pleased with how, how things are going. I am. And, you know, I feel like there's definitely a couple to where we could have done better. But on the other hand, you then have races like this one in Pocono where you have a solid start and then you run up to the top four all day long. And, you know, we, we deserve to be up there and you know, when we rolled the car off the trailer on uh, for Saturday's practice, we didn't make a single change going into the race. Wow. We, we rolled off, and we were competitive right right out of the box. And that goes back to the engineering team doing their homework, studying, and making sure that, you know, the race car was the race car for Pocono. And it's nice because when you have that two-week break, especially for a smaller team like us, we can really, you know, make sure that our equipment is on on its game. Well, man, it's been fun to watch you this year. It's been really one of my favorite parts of IndyCar this year, watching you come up. And what are you sitting at twelfth position? I mean, your whole season. This is it's got mean, a chance to win the rookie. I mean, yeah, you you could have a chance to be the the highest ranked rookie at the end of the season. I mean, that that would be fantastic. Yeah, I think we're only six points behind Felix now, which is awesome because he had that massive uh, gap from mid-Ohio where he finished second. And uh, now to have a fourth place to follow that up and to try and catch, and, you know, catch up to him has been huge. So the rookie race is definitely going to come down to the last event of the season for sure. I want to hear about the last part. We, we, you know, we knew that the rain was coming, and I'm sure your spotters and your team were telling you because all the teams knew. So you were in a position, you're behind the most successful driver in IndyCar history. You've got the Indy 500 winner behind you, and you're slotting in in second place. Tell us what the plan was when you really didn't know it at, at the 103-mile or 103-lap um, 
situation. You didn't know how much more was going to be. So what was the plan at that point when you stuck behind Dixon, but basically taking his air? Funny enough, they actually didn't tell me that the rain was coming. <laughs> so they were just telling me, you know, we're, we're going to keep it in go mode and try and push and keep up with Scott. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, you know, Scott, Scott had a really good stop and I couldn't get by him. And, uh, He's just really good. He's really quick. They they were on pace today, and you know I didn't try and send it up the inside of uh, Pagano when he came out of the pit. No, that was brilliant. I I, I kind of thought that we had a lot of race to go, and you know just I didn't uh, know that we were coming to an end shortly thereafter. But uh, I felt like we did a smart we did a smart thing today, and you know to take home fourth, I'm really happy with it, and normally this track it's really hard to pass on mm. so the fact that you know we did get to start 13th and basically move our way through the field on lap one uh pretty luckily and you know it i i take it as a, a win for us almost hey yeah. santino what about there was some of the you know like robert wickens tweeted out and he was like hey why are we still racing here and there was a lot of chatter on twitter and all that about it but what do you think about pocono I mean, it, it's tough to say. I really love the track. I mean, I, it grew on me. I feel like it's a driver's track, you know, and I feel like even though you have a good car, you still need to go out there. You still need to drive it, and you need to drive it hard, and you need to be on the, the ragged edge. Yes, the track is dangerous, and it's not great for us. And, you know, I don't think the racing is particularly fantastic for the fans point of view because we're not passing all the time but you know it goes hand in hand i think if the track made some substantial changes with the safety uh and with you know maybe turn three it'd be an awesome place to race at well you know one of the things that as a spectator i love the diversity of the three curbs the turns that are there because they're so different. That's got to be a, an extreme challenge. I mean, you can't set up for a street course with that kind of diversity. You can't set up for the usual oval. Mm. It's uh, somewhere in, in between, and it's got to be complicated to to get that balance to make all three curves work from an engineering standpoint. From a driver standpoint, they also added in, uh, the NASCAR group added in some extra adhesion spray or something on the asphalt to uh, improve traction. That also come into play for you? Um, no, I, we didn't really feel the, uh, I think it's called PGA1 that they put down. You know, it, it didn't make a huge effect for us. I think a lot of the rain took it off. But also going back to the engineering standpoint, the three different corners, I mean, I was out every lap. I was adjusting the weight jacker and sway bar every single lap after turn one, after turn two, and after turn three. Wow. It's kind of in a rotation. And you're continuously adjusting, you know. So every lap that we completed, there was three adjustments being made a lap to 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 fit each corner individually to get the maximum out of your car. And you know, I feel that's something that needed to be done. And I feel like that's something that like all the all the veteran drivers down the grid are going to tell you that you have to do it to to be competitive there as well. Mm. Hey, Santino, what about during, what was it, 45-minute delay? You know, I yeah. somehow, I don't know why, I think just watching you, you seem like that's not going to bother you. I could see how it might bother some other drivers. A am I right? I mean, you just seem like you're loose and can deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I 
was totally okay with getting out of the car and hanging out and having a break. And to be honest with you, I was about to head back to the to, to the trailers and have a snack. See, that's what I'm talking <laughs> I about. That's... I go see Rocket, and he's like, oh, we're going out in 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, I, mean, I better not head back to the hauler. Okay, but, save you know, the ice cream. I, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, exactly. I was looking for ice cream. To be honest, I got out. I got out of the car when we were going into the rain, and uh, someone on their little scooter had like an ice cream truck, and I turned around. And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh man!" Right there, I, I was so bummed. <laughs> what have you learned this year, Santino? I mean, I mentioned the ovals, uh, and, and I think you won't have heard the commentary yet. But both Townsend Bell and Paul Tracy were were so impressed with your instincts on the ovals because that's really—I mean, we all know you're fast. Every one of you are, are fast, and you've had that experience in Formula One. But you know, what about uh, what you've learned? What have you, what have you taken away from your first season? Well, I mean, I have a lot of respect for them, and I feel like you need to and you need to have a lot of respect for the the other drivers around you because you need to take care of each other especially especially on tracks like this and you know i feel like being patient and knowing that it's a long race has helped me uh tremendously especially with having all the laps completed because you know it's weird coming from f2 and all these other series where the they're sprint races essentially you go into this race and you're making five pit stops i mean five pit stops Anything can happen. Yellows at any time. You can go from last to first or first to last. So I always, I went into this year knowing that the races are longer and wanting to have more patience and maturity driving behind the wheel. And, you know, I think it's definitely paid off for us. You know, Santino, you said, talking about Formula 2, I I feel like that you have found a home in IndyCar. I don't know why. I just, just watching you, I think, watching your body language and talking to Robin Miller and all those guys, it just seems like you, this is, this is the perfect place for you. And I think you've, I mean, do you feel like that this is, this is it for you? That this is where you want to be? Yeah, this is definitely where I want to be. I mean, I definitely enjoy the paddock. I enjoy the drivers. I enjoy everyone around, you know, quite frankly, I, I've been having a a fantastic time and I, I been, I found a family here in IndyCar and I'm definitely going to be staying. Well, this is totally, Santino, this is totally unfair, but I've known you for a few years now. You're out of contract at the end of the year. What are you doing? Are you racing for (laughs) McLaren? Are you going to go for Penske? Are you going to stay with where you are? What are you going to do? He's going to get an ice cream sponsor. I have quite quite a few options on the table. Fair enough. Fantastic. That's the standard answer. I like that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it too, too much. But you, you I mean, I mean, Delcoin is a small team. You must be happy with the way that this team is kind of forming around you too. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, my engineering team has been amazing. And they've just, you know, they've bent over backwards to aid my driving style, to, you know, work with me. Even Sebastian, my teammate, yeah. my, my veteran teammate. Great guy to have. Has been amazing to mentor me and coach me going into all of these races and to sh- help me out with the lines, the bumps, the tracks, you know, the setup changes. You know, and, you know all of that is a huge effect on me mentally and no, it makes a difference going forward. The reason I asked the question is that in the middle of the race, Robin Miller spouted out that he thought, uh, is it, is it, what's your engineer, the other engineer, your main engineer? Michael Cannon. 
Yeah, he said, what about Cannon and Santino to McLaren? That would be the obvious combination for me. Zach Brown, if you're watching, that's what I think, sort of thing. <laughs> and, but um, meanwhile, you're driving around the track, so I'm just letting you know what Robin Miller said. <laughs> yeah, he was telling me about it. Robin's <laughs> such an awesome guy. I love him. He yeah, is hilarious, so isn't he? He is fun. He's he great is. for the sport. Hey, Santino, I know you need to go, but i got to ask you, we always like to ask this question. I want to ask you two questions, actually. One, what are you driving right now? Because I think I kept hearing some full throttle you know, intake manifold. He's still in the car. Yeah, I know, <laughs> that's what I mean. I thought I heard him hit the gas, man. So I am in my daily driver, which is a Honda Civic Type R. There you okay. go. Yeah. Honda driver, you very, see. Very heavily modified. Ooh. That's why you hear a lot of noise. So come on, what have you done? What have you done? Yeah, what do you got? We're a bunch of gearheads. Yeah, full exhaust system by Borla Exhaust. Yeah, good. Intake and a front mount intercooler, and it's all been tuned by ACI, who partnered with our car rally. They're, they're part of the reason why all these cars are out here as well. Awesome. Did you dyno so, it? Yeah, it made 301 horsepower and 304 torque. No! Nice. Oh, man, you so can lend the, that to our F4 driver drive, coming on. You know, with the drivetrain <laughs> loss, he's probably pushing over 350, roughly. Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm sure. And, you know, thanks to also Firestone and 1552 wheels, <laughs> we put a, a little rally setup on the car as well. Nice! Oh, man, you got it. Uh, uh, all across ready. This may be the very best daily driver we've <laughs> had anybody. And you know what's funny with Santino? We've got an F4 driver coming on, and of course, that 3 and F4 both use the Civic R, R engine, so I, I, you're getting a lot more horsepower than they are. <laughs> hey, Santino. Oh, I'm sure. Tell us real quick about that rally that yeah. uh, you led the procession with on the way to the course. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a rally. It was 22 cars total. It was, I put it together with a shop in Seymour, Connecticut called ACI Dynamics. So the owner of the shop, Bryce, we set up and we found, uh, and we worked with 20, 20 cars and almost 40 drivers in total, partnered with uh, Dream Ride and the Hometown Foundation and Social Olympics Connecticut to bring awareness to the Dream Ride event following this weekend at the Farmington Polo Grounds. So, unfortunately, I'm only going to be there Sunday since we're racing Saturday night at Gateway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's a huge trade event. They raise something close to, I think, like $2 million for the Special Olympics. And it, it's just an awesome, awesome weekend. So, we fly in Special Olympics athletes from all over the world coming out with us. We do a cruise. We get, I think, we get a couple hundred sports cars from all over the Northeast. And even parts, even out west and from the deep south, you know, people send their cars up. And we put the Central Olympics athletes in our cars and we take them for a little 15, 20 mile cruise. And, you know, we raise a ton of money and put smiles on everyone's faces and we just all have a good time together. Fantastic. Oh, that's cool. Hey, that's... well, I know you, you wind up coming to the USGP here, the Formula One race each year, announced or unannounced. Are you going to make it this year? I'm not sure. I okay. mean, come on. I might, I might come on down for a weekend, but, uh, also, my full-time focus is IndyCar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, so, well, if you don't make it for F1 and you do come to IndyCar, please bring one of your old helmets and sign it for us and we'll give it away or we'll make a competition because uh, I, I think your your design of your helmets with the super lo Superman logo and all the rest of it, uh, I'm always watching for what you're going to do next. So if you've got someone, you know, an old helmet sitting around, <laughs> we'd happily auction it for you or whatever you want to do. Run a competition. I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, the Superman thing is turning into a little bit of an icon, thanks to Troy Lee. Yeah. So, so it's Troy that Lee that's doing it all, is it? 
Yeah, Charlie is the one who designed it. He made the character and said, you need something that represents you. Ah, so he's the best in the, the business. Helmet. Yeah, so we put that on the helmet, and every time the in-car camera comes on, you get to see it. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> it I is. It is. All right, well, Santino. Well, man, we want to see you yeah. with an R-, R on your chest, which is best rookie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Santino Frucci, thank you for coming on, buddy. And congratulations on a great finish today at Pocono. And, man, call us anytime, man. Call us. You got the number. Call us anytime you want and get on the show. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Hey, congratulations really for today. Congratulations. Well, Absolutely. Travel safe, buddy. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. We're going to go straight to break. And when we come back. We got another driver. We got another driver on the phone. You listen to Speed City. We're live in Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at ducatiaustin.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, I'm Andrea Dovizioso, and this is Speed to the City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Andrea De Vizioso, and this ah, is a speed, the speed of city. Speed uh, of city. Santino hey. Ferrucci, De hey, Vizioso. Uh, if y'all were listening during the break, we have a new sponsor, Circle Brewery. Join the Speed City Circle family. Circle Brewery or Brewing, I guess both yeah. work. Yeah, And this, this is a, uh, we're so excited to have these guys because we are now going to do our monthly car show that we do. We're calling it the Speed City Road Show now. And they have a huge parking lot because before we kind of right. had some spaces. It, I mean, hey, we know it. We're sorry. And uh, great beer, a whole lot of space. Yeah, tons and so, of space. You know, we heard y'all say if you couldn't get to the old location early that you wouldn't come because you'd get parked in the next county. Yep. Not anymore. Come yeah. on. So we do Circle f- Brewing is in North Austin. It's actually only about two minutes, literally, from the old, the location. old location. Yeah. And uh, so uh, watch for our event. We'll have that posted up. It's Circle Brewing on Breaker Lane, just a few hundred yards from Burnett Road and Breaker Lane. Yeah, I and tried the, the IPA. Fourth... I tried the IPA the other day. Oh, See, I, I, I think I had one before the show. No, no I, I, the IPA really good. <laughs> well, it's the fourth. Our show is the uh, the Speed City Road Show is the fourth Wednesday of every month, twenty so... eighth of August. Yeah, and so... it's a it's a fun casual event. Uh, a lot of great cars and bikes come up. Ducati always brings something sweet in. Uh, Anyway, a lot of great uh, folks coming fantastic in. Fantastic cars, man. Hey, I mean, and, you know, great thing 
tire uh, tread connection. Yeah, that's right. Will most likely be there, and it's a real good place to see the equipment before they you pay to have them show up. Are we going to get them to do a demo? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah that's what we, we need could. to do. Get them to do I a think demo. We could. Have you wore out the tires on that CTS? Yeah. <laughs> I have not yet. Well, let, lend it me. Slacker. Yeah, slacker. No, just... I, the, the fenders are what I worry about when you're driving it. <laughs> okay. The tires. <laughs> there you go. I, I can take care less. of the tires. <laughs> All right. Well, Jonathan, I want you to introduce our next guest. Well, I'm delighted to introduce He's been waiting for 20 minutes because we didn't expect uh, Santino to just pop out of nowhere, but we're delighted that he did. <laughs> um, but it's good to have him on because we're, we're, we're always looking to the future of young up-and-coming drivers. We've just had Santino on. He was one of our first guests when he was 16. Yep. And now I want to introduce you to Liam Snyder. Hey, Liam, are you I there? I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, oh, yeah. we can we hear you. you. How's it going, man? Delighted awesome, to be great. Well, I appreciate. Oh, sorry, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. And a yeehaw to that. A yeehaw to that. <laughs> well, oh, look at there. We, we got you on Skype. Man, so I got wanted to see that hat. Look at that hat. Man. You know, and we else. give those away at the Circuit of the Americas if you get on podium. <laughs> well, he'll be coming. Well, tell, <laughs> yeah, I might be. Tell Santino bring his car. I'll take it for a test drive. <laughs> yeah, be sick. I'll there race you. them. I'll bring my own. I'll bring my own car, man. I got a little manual myself. <laughs> oh, tell us what do you got. I got a little Mazda. We got a little thing, and we uh, actually, my friend Saran wrapped the whole entire thing the other day, so I had to drive it. <laughs> I drove it to a little doctor's appointment, Saran wrap, and we put little plastic wings and canards on it and stuff like that. It was, it was great. Okay, we I love your friends. Wings. I can already tell. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I know. Liam, we, we had a good ho- hoot and holler last week. Uh, we had some fun at the F4 at Mid Ohio. Tell my, my two colleagues here about your history, your brothers. Uh, and the fact that you're a Texan, that's what I'm excited about. Uh, finally, a Texan. We yeah, had Aust- we had Austin finally. Kazuber on the show, and he's doing F3, or he was. But uh, tell us what you- tell us your background. Yeah, also, I know Austin. And, uh, oh, yeah, I've, uh, well, come from Texas, obviously. Yeah, we need a Texan on the podium. Um, <laughs> and uh, I've uh, I started out, my dad got into cars. He's always been into it. He wasn't a race car driver. Uh, but he got me and my brother uh, into a little Miata. Actually, that was the first car I ever drove, or the first thing I ever drove. Uh, you know, sent him straight into the the fast lane. So he took uh, Miata. I learned how to heel toe uh, down on some roads down at MSR Crescent over oh, in yeah. Texas, uh, near you know uh, near Benbrook. And uh, I learned that, and then we got into carts because we weren't old enough. It was about nine years old uh, when we started, and I wasn't old enough to drive the the cars on the real track. So uh, we got into carts, uh, got into some shifter carts. And man, that was a great time. And then we just got into the Formula Car Gang. Uh, we did Formula Mazda. Uh, I stuck with the SCCA. I learned some racecraft. I did uh, Formula Enterprise, and now in Formula Enterprise Two, uh, set to win the runoffs and uh, doing F4 now, looking for a whole season uh, next uh, next season. Yeah. So, so that's it. So Jonathan said you're tall. I'm I'm a tall, and I went to Skip Barber <laughs> and tried to squeeze into those Formula Fours and get my giant feet in there. What, are you ha- having trouble fitting in those things? All right, so I have a size 16 shoe. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Holy crap. That's all I have to say. He doesn't use the yeah. brake. That's a, no wonder you can heel and toe. Right. Yeah, exactly. He can't hit the Yeah, my big toe is on the brake, and my pinky toe is on the gas pedal. 
That's all you need. Yeah, I went to Skip Barber, and they said, the guy was like, he was trying to put the nose of the car on. He goes, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and I just have a 14, yeah. and, he, and he goes, you need to go, to go to get some wrestling shoes or something at the store and maybe go and get shoes and come back. He said, those big yeah. Nikes aren't going to fit in here. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, when I was 13, I was a size 13 shoe. When I was 14, I went to a 14, 15, 15. Now I'm 16. <laughs> Size 16 oh, no. shoe. I oh, hope gosh. I don't grow anymore. <laughs> Wait till he's 21. How tall are you? <laughs> uh, I'm six four and a half, almost six five. Oh, oh my! You, you so, actually are. Yeah. So what are we? What are we doing? Motor racing? We should be going to the Mavericks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, when I turned 21, I have the same size shoe as like Shaq or something yeah, like that. Yeah, no but, kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, having a great time at the F4 race uh, with the Crossing uh, Kiwi Motorsport guys, and I gave them all cowboy hats. That was really fun. They all liked that. That's great. So, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, just so those who don't know, the Crosslink Kiwi team are actually based in Dallas, but they're, they're looking for their third yep. title. So the beauty of where Liam is is that he's with the championship leader, Josh Carr, who's also an ex-Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got Jose Blancos from Puerto Rico, and they've got Arthur Least, who is brother of Mateus Least. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you're in good company. I mean, that's a great team to be part of, huh? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. I had a great time at the uh, the F4 weekend. I was talking to Josh, uh, learning from Arthur and stuff, uh, looking at video. I was actually running there up in the top five, uh, running for the top five, uh, maybe even like in the third race going for a P3 position and until we had a little brake malfunction. But uh, it was, it was a great week. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I probably, I've broken a couple sensors and a couple <laughs> pedals in my other car. Uh, I'm hopefully won't do that on the road in my other Miata. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, to, try, I'm trying know. to imagine you in a Miata. Never mind uh, an F4 at six four. Okay, so I'm thinking it's going to look like resistance alone must be not good. <laughs> you know the uh, well, you know we have those... a cloth top. What was that? I was going to say, you know those clowns that ride the miniature cars in the parades <laughs> and go in circles. <laughs> I'm sorry, Liam, but that's my visual. <laughs> pretty much, that's pretty much it. We have a cloth top in our Miata, and my head hits the when we go over bumps and stuff on the highway. My head almost goes through the cloth top. Hey, uh, what, what did you reckon to did you, did you hear Santino's uh, sp- um, how he's uh, sort of uh, modified his uh, Civic R? Yeah, I know that's sick. I, I was at the F4 race. I was talking to on the HPD the the represent uh, the guy who was there representing them, and he was driving. I said, "Man, you got to get into that uh, gun to the pace car, and, and I'll I'll race you out there. I'll take the <laughs> F4 car, and you can take that thing." But man, they should start a series of those. Man, they're I know. cool. They're awesome. <laughs> a Civic Type R series to run alongside yeah. F3 and F4. I there like you it. Go. Hey Liam, I got to ask. Awesome. I know you're a twin. I've got identical twin daughters, which were the best and worst enemies you could have with each <laughs> other. Uh, did that come into play with your developing your your racing skill and uh, competing with your sib? Oh yeah, absolutely. So we're usually like pretty nice guys but on the track we absolutely uh we we kill each other so we're actually not allowed on the track together uh as of like last season because uh, we keep on these <laughs> learn from toto wolf yeah <laughs> yeah i know because <laughs> we're always uh kind of the same speed but i'm always you know come for him i'm a little bit faster so we uh we ended up t-boning each other last time at at nationals and practice one but besides the fact uh we push each other a lot uh when we first started uh I, we always wanted to beat each other we always wanted to be fastest on track uh we had two little miatas we were running in and we, we were always competing for the faster one uh you know we'd push each other shove each other out of the way no, no i i get the fast one <laughs> this time that's yeah, great but uh it's awesome and we're we work really well in the car together when doing uh when doing long endurance races or and karting races 
uh, we know exactly what uh, each other's thinking. Oh, out that's there good. On the track. Yeah, you know what you're thinking. Hey, William. Oh, yeah. Hey, we got to take a break, but stay with us. Would you get some more time? Absolutely. All yeah, right, well, stay with us. That. We're, we're going to ask you about Formula One. We want to get your opinion. We want to get a driver's opinion about Formula One and some other stuff. So stick with us. You're listening to Speed City. We're live in Austin. Back after these messages. Hey, beer people, it's Christine Salas. And I'm Daytona. Salas Brewery is back in Austin and brewing again. Oh, Salas doesn't ring a bell for some of you? Well, for the last 17 years, we've been crafting the perfect comeback. We've returned to our roots with Salas White, a famous local favorite. Plus, we're creating some fresh new brews. And whether it's the first time you've tasted our family's legendary beer, or the millionth, we're thrilled to be back. Swing by your local store, watering hole, or our brewery, and let's catch up over beers. Salas, Austin's original craft brewery. When we see a beautiful car pass by, we always seem to use a hand signal. The classic thumbs up, the point and shoot six gun finger, the hang loose thumb and pinky combo. If you've ever flashed one of those, now there's a car club for you. Introducing the Haggerty Drivers Club. With exclusive members only events, insight on buying and selling, the Haggerty Magazine and roadside service, the Haggerty Drivers Club gives you a big thumbs up. So keep flashing those fingers. Same to you. Uh, just not that one. Join the Haggerty Drivers Club at Haggerty.com today. Talk 1370. Hi, Brendan Hotley. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Another tall race driver that we met when he was pretty darn young. That's yeah, just his hair. And a That's Kiwi. true. It yeah. is just his hair. He's and only a five Kiwi connection. Five, really. There you go. Kiwi connection. <laughs> Sideshow side Bob the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, we have Liam Snyder on the phone, and he's going to hang out with us for he's a while. He's on Skype. He's on Skype. That's right. We see his 10-gallon hat or whatever, however many gallons. It's probably more than that with a <laughs> I'll giant get you guys person. One. Yeah, we need yeah. one. We need <laughs> one. Uh, well, hey, Liam, we're, we're going to get uh, your take on – Jonathan got an interview with uh, with some with some folks. Jonathan, why don't you lead us yeah, into this? Yeah, I want you to listen to this because it is relevant to what you're doing right now. Uh, I met with mm. Johnny Baker, who is the um, head of business development for The Road to Indy, uh, and they've just signed to do a really interesting initiative. This is so cool, yeah. With The Road to Indy, uh, which of course – and the Toyota Racing Series, which, as you know, we go to – I go to every, every year – Santino Ferrucci began his career down there at 16, same age as, as Liam is. Mm. Uh, and so they've just announced this new initiative. So here's what uh, Johnny Baker had to say about the new, the new initiative between the two uh, companies, effectively. All right, Johnny, last time we spoke, uh, I guess it was in New Zealand, and we were talking about how impressed you were uh, about the TRS setup. And you've come back home, or at least come back to the States, and done something about it, because really exciting news for TRS going into 2020 is an initiative, an incentive, if you will, um, between the United States young drivers and TRS. Tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty simple, sort of. Went down to New Zealand with no expectations, just to just to see what it was all about. It's kind of on a bit of a mixture of a holiday and and work trip. But to be honest, so so impressed with by what I saw. Eight Highlands was unbelievable venue. Cars were great. The competition was unreal. Um, I thought the operation with Nico and people like Andrew Davis clearly showing how committed Toyota was that program that thoroughly impressed me. Um, 
and yeah we just got chatting about seeing what their future plans were and I was telling them what the future plans of the road to Indy were and it kind of just all sort of went from there and to be honest came back to the states and spoke to Dan Anderson who's uh, owner and CEO of Anderson Promotions who promote the road to Indy and it just seemed like a no-brainer and we you know got together with Nico and put together an incentive program which is you know anyone who's done TRS uh, did all the rounds in TRS can uh, get an entry fee and a set of tyres to come to either our Chris Griffiths Memorial Test at um, Series Test October 19th and 20th at Indianapolis Motor Speedway uh, or they can come to the spring training um, so they can come to spring training which is the week before St. Pete so yep that's in place and in return we want to see our road to Indy drive we're a driver development we're in the business of driver development we want our drivers to be as good as well prepared as educated and trained as possible and being able to give them an incentive to go down there race against the best in the world and get better is crucial so anyone who finishes inside the top three of USF 2000 Indy Pro 2000 or Indy Lights will get a waived series registration fee an incentive to go down to New Zealand where you'll be in a car five weeks running four days a week wow that's a lot of track time a lot of so Liam time. are you coming <laughs> <laughs> I bought the plane ticket while they were just talking. All right, good man. <laughs> there you go. But in, but in all seriousness, um, I mean, it's exciting times. I mean, I don't know what your future plans are, but um, it's really good to see the road to Indy. I know you're in F3 and F4, but that series in New Zealand also carries FIA scoring points, which you, you know, if you race it in F4 next year, you know, will be potentially uh, getting. Uh, what do you think about all that? What, you, what, you know, what, you, what are your thoughts for the future? That's awesome. Uh, there, because there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of money being thrown into racing right now. There's a lot of money being spent, especially in racing right now. I've got a few friends in uh, Indy Pro uh, in the USF, and you know, it, it is quite a bit. So it's a good incentive, you know, finish top three. You got talented drivers from around the world or coming around or in the in the US, you know, from Texas. Um, and that, you know, you need to say, if you can go down there, you can get points. Uh, and it's that a lot of track time is really, really helpful. You know, that's, it really helps the driver, um, getting engineers, getting feedback. It's really great. And I think, you know, I think for drivers, even veteran drivers going down, getting some track time with pros and going over there is awesome. So I think that's great what they're doing. Because the other part that's relevant, obviously, is the team he's racing for uh, is run by Tina Larson and Gary Orton, who run Victory Motorsport down in New Zealand in the TRS series. So, again, you know, there's some really good crossovers now yeah. being created. Um, I mean, I think Je Josh Carr would be odds-on to, to go down there. Uh, Liam's just starting. But um, it's just great to have, like he says, the options available to you. And you know what? Also, the fact that, I mean, yes, you... absolutely. We've been saying this about the Toyota Racing Series. You've been banging that drum for a long time, mm -hmm. Jonathan. And it's nice to see not only super license points now, but IndyCar, the road to Indy, seeing that and, yeah. and recognizing that. I mean, there's no telling. that This thing could all of a sudden get 
quite big. You never know, and and be competitive even to get a seat there. Yeah, I, I mean, we've had some good, good, good stories going down there. Ryan Tavita now in F two. Uh, Will Owen went down there. Another Texan uh, now racing in Europe in sports cars. Uh, Santino Ferrucci. Well, you know, he was on the show tonight. He was a, a graduate there. And then the big stars like uh, Lawson and Armstrong, and more recently, obviously Lando Norris. That's um, say Lando, yeah, and and Lance Stroll. So you know, it's it's really. A great opportunity, and I think Johnny Baker's been smart to get jump on this uh, and give this opportunity. And how about that an opportunity to race at Indy? Yeah, at, at the Indy, you know, October twentieth, yeah. October nineteenth and twentieth. Yeah. Hey, so a quick refresher. I had a conversation with somebody a little while back about the TRS, the Toyota Racing Series in New Zealand. What it is is a racing series, as as you heard, five weeks of solid racing, four days a week. Yeah. But what it is is it takes place in what is the winter time or off-season time yeah. for the northern half of the world. Yeah. And so it gives upcoming drivers another place to go raise, get an entire season in off of schedule from the northern hemisphere. And it works out great to get all of that time in the seat uh, and, and not interfere with your regular racing season. Well, let's get back to Liam. Liam, what, what? I mean, you said you want to do a full, because you just come into this. You did one race. Yeah, you're going to do the whole, what are you going to do? He's going to do, I presume you're going to do a, try to do a full season of F4 next year. Then what? Yeah, so that's where options are looking at right now. Full season F4. Uh, Right now, uh, hopefully, you know, going to win the runoff SCCA. Uh, then we're looking for, you know, we kind of opened our, you know, I might race ice cream trucks, you know, Santino, here we come. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, looking for a full season F4, uh, just keeping options open right now, but that's where we're looking at right now. If you're going to race ice cream trucks, what's that for Santino? He likes ice cream. <laughs> yeah, he'll he's chase <laughs> Dude, might go under racing lawnmowers. You know, that's a thing. Lawnmowers. That is, that a, is thing. a big, that's a big thing actually. Well, yeah, quite a skill. He's 21 one. now. He can do yeah. the bar stool. Yeah, we actually have one. It goes like 55 miles an hour. It's insane. Then we built our own little dirt track and our little a farmhouse that we have, and we built it. And we have like two racing lawnmowers, and we actually put paintball guns on them uh, with a little spring mount, so we can shoot each other and we shoot each other <laughs> off the. Thing. There's a whole new sport there. We're coming to hang out with you. Hey, I think that could be on ESPN. I mean, <laughs> better than uh, yeah. holding on ESPN. They, they can put this. Oh, And now life with it's the Snyders. <laughs> yeah, it's the margarita 500. You get 500 rounds, five margaritas, and you know, like 15 laps. Now that, yeah, that, that there's a tournament right there. There's a TV I can, show. I can commentate on yeah. that. <laughs> I'm the guy. Hey, Talk about mayhem. I'm, I'm going to wrangle us back in because I want to ask Liam. Liam, did you see the IndyCar race today? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Did you watch the beginning the, uh, where the crash was? Yeah, yeah. All right. So whose fault was that? Uh, hmm. well. Yeah, <laughs> he's on the spot. It's all right. I should be pointing. I don't know if I should be pointing fingers, but uh, Kima Sada, where you know they got little eyes on him. So uh, <laughs> I think it was um, obvious, but yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it was. It's very unfortunate what happens, you know. But it does happen in racing. You know, it happens a lot, and some you know, not so much in the pro racing you see, but you know, it's the amateur stuff. So I think they'll get it figured out, and. Um, they're looking at it right now, and uh, I think hopefully the new races will have a little talk, and you know they'll be better. But it is interesting for the fans, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, so there was another uh, mm-hmm. outcome of that. Also, is that Rossi got a ten lap penalty for his team working on his mm-hmm. car during the red flag? To ah. me, that seems pretty 
jacked up. I don't agree with that call. Yeah, I thought there was. A, I thought it was a two lap. At first they said one, and then I thought they said it was going to be two laps, but then they said ten. Was and, it the amount of work? Well, I mean, what was it? That that just didn't I mean, seem right. Uh, just, uh, injury to insult. I know. Rossi got jammed <laughs> yeah. up completely, and then he got yeah. you know, screwed over after that. Hey, uh, all right. Well, that's yeah, that's like, a question about. Uh, hey, we're gonna have another break, but I want to ask you about Formula One because you could be here racing on the same bill. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh yeah. All right. Well, yeah. let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get another break in. Let's get our last break in, and uh, you're listening to Liam Snyder, who's our guest tonight. But we are we are live in Austin, and we'll be back right after these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Talk 13.7, the right choice. This is Alexis DeJoria, driver of the Tequila Patron Toyota Camry Nitro Funny Car. This is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. Was that Santino's Honda Civic just roaring out there? <laughs> Did y'all hear it, by the way? Was I yeah, not the only no, one who no, heard I, the car? Yeah, we locked I eyes. I saw you looking like, at me. Listen to that. I thought you heard it, too, because I was like, it sounded like a big old four-barrel or something. He yeah. always calls us when he's, when he's in the car. I love it. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to talk some Formula One. We got Liam Snyder on the phone with us, young 16-year-old Texan race driver, and uh, we're going to talk some Formula One. Uh, because first off, there was some big news this week when we had Albon and Gasly swap seats. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. What do you take on that one, Liam? Well, obviously, if you're gonna drive with the best drivers in the whole world, you gotta show you get show what you got. You know, mm. he was doing great, awesome. All you know, Toro Rosso, and you go, you know, you go into Red Bull, you gotta prove yourself. Mm. And the results, I guess, they just didn't see were there. Uh, it's great that, that Albon is going up uh i think he can really prove himself and be an awesome driver uh you know it always sad and you know if gasly going back you know they i mean at least they're, it's not a new face at least he still team. has a seat at uh, least he still got to drive you yeah know? it yeah. could be a lot worse yeah exactly they didn't move an f2 or anything so or yeah. super formula so he's still in the game you know still gets to say hi to his friends um <laughs> but <laughs> still get to exactly eat, eat uh, of the, I, the, the catering and all that like yeah, you still, you know, he still gets to do the interviews and stuff like that. I think uh, WTF1 had some fun 
with the, the memes and stuff yeah. that, you know, we're going on with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, I think he still has, you know, if the season goes good next season, I think he still has a chance to prove himself. I don't, they're not going to move Albon back down again. That'd be really cruel, but you know, he, he's hopefully going to get back up there. You know, I bet you, uh, I bet yeah, you, I think, you know, I bet you they have all the data that says that yeah, yeah. Albon is going to, you know, I mean, I know it's not the same card and all that, but I, 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 I think he's going to probably do very well. They wouldn't have done it. They've got the data that'll prove it, but he's also, I mean, he is, it's just a, a, a perfect opportunity for a young driver like this. What are we going to say, Jonathan? Well, I was going to say, yeah. one of the theories I heard on one of the other uh, podcasts, uh, a motor racing podcast, and I like this theory, was the reason they did it now, because everybody's like, why? Why are they so cruel to do it in the middle of the season and all the rest of it? I think the reason they did it, and I agree with this, is Red Bull know that the future is Verstappen. He's 21, and so they're building the team around him. That's why Ricardo left. And I think they're trying to decide who should partner him, who is the best driver to partner him. And they've tried Kvyat, and they've tried Gasly, and now they're going to try Albon. And then when they get to the end of the season, they have a choice of three drivers that they can, uh, yeah. uh, you know, look at the data, as you say, and also Verstappen working with them. And who's? And I think they feel that with this, the way the season's gone, Gasly just hasn't been on the gas, uh, so to speak, because he hasn't been able to challenge Ferrari, which is what they need. They need someone to help um, Verstappen take the fight to Ferrari. I, I'm, I really want to watch this because, I mean, what if Albon is not much faster than Gasly? It's like, is Verstappen really this amazing? I mean, is, <laughs> I mean, you know, like F1.com has the driver rankings, and Verstappen's been at the top now for a while. So is Verstappen, you know, is, if put, put him in the Mercedes, is he, you know, a lot faster than Hamilton? How fast is he? That's that's another yeah, thing I want to have Albon up there. I just want to see. That's going to be one of my favorite things to watch is Albon after the break here. He's been, he's been looking good, though. Liam, do you? I mean, do you follow F one? Who do you like? What What's your take on F one this season? Oh, I, I mean, I really like Landon Norris. Yeah, he's yeah. great. I, I love mean, his I'm social always, media. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I, I, I want to. He should start a vlogging channel and stuff like that. That'd be so. Like Nico Rosberg's in it right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rosberg's oh, yeah. doing good. I like his stuff then. too. <laughs> you know, Rosberg was doing. He was where was he? Right there by the ocean. He was drag racing. A Tesla Model Three performance versus yeah. like a what was the other car? Was he drag racing like a an M4 or an M, I don't even remember something even faster than that. You sure, it wasn't a Subaru. Oh yeah, Supra, <laughs> BMW Supra, same difference. <laughs> yeah, Lando's really come out uh, on his uh, on his own, and, and and he really has benefited. Do you use simulators? Do you ever do video games and stuff to to learn tracks? Because that's a big part of what he does. Yeah, uh, for sure. So we own it. Well, at our house, we have a, a little chibi simulator. Uh, at the track, there's like a $70,000 one that we get to use and then we get to train on. Uh, luckily, I've driven most of these uh, the tracks in the U.S. Uh, obviously, if you went to Europe, uh, you'd have to go over those. But, yeah, they have some crazy stuff over there. McLaren has got some awesome stuff. I, I want to go drive it. You know, it's insane. Like, <laughs> So where is like the big brother, simulator like, that you use? Yeah, where's that $70,000 one? Oh, that's at uh, Texas Auto Sports down in uh, okay. Crescent. And yeah, it was donated to them. So it's really nice. It's got all, everything. But at home, you know, if I make a mistake, well, on the other ones, you know, cheeks, uh, seats shakes and all that stuff. And at, at my house, you know, my brother just throws eggs at me, you know, if I make a mistake. So. <laughs> That'll teach <laughs> hey, you. So tell I'm me sure about, mom loves that. <laughs> so what's the difference? What makes a $70,000 simulator that much better than, you know, I mean, you can build a pretty cool rig at home for five grand, but what's what's the difference? 
Well, uh, I mean, I think force feedback is a big thing, like, you know, a hard brake pedal, mm -hmm. uh, you know, having, I mean, triple monitors is cool, but VR headset is super oh, cool, the yeah. VR stuff, yeah. And then to interface and, uh, you know, having all that being super fast, super clean, uh, the computer is huge. Some of the steering wheels are super expensive, man. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. you can spend so, five yeah. grand on one steering wheel. I know, I'm, but but you could you can build a pretty cool rig for three or four thousand bucks. But yeah, that well, that's. I think that, we need a shop tour. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now listen. You should come over there. Getting what was that? Well, I'll see you next week uh, at um, at. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you're you're. Are you in action next week? Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't think I'll be there. We have a test for uh, before the runoffs, so right. we're gonna just be prepared for that. But I think next season, yeah, well, come what, down visit, what, or I could come down and visit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What we think though is that you need to be on the grid. We need a Texan on the grid in F four for the F one weekend, and we oh, want yeah. it to be yeah. you. And we want you to come and join us. We'll be doing the commentary at the track, um, but we want you there, and we want to get the hundred and fifty thousand fans there. I mean, is there a chance that you could do the last yeah. round? Maybe, maybe. Well, tell Haas to come get me up. You know, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll introduce you to Gene. Don't worry. Gene or Gunther? Yeah, well, yeah Gunther. <laughs> Either one, man. Hey, in all seriousness, what what do you hope to do? What would, which direction would you like to go in? Are you wanting to be an indie car driver? Do you? I mean, you're six four, as you said. But I mean, I guess sports cars is probably more realistic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my only option is on P one. But uh, I think, you know, I can fit on my car for now. I think I'm going to try to do that. I've always loved it. I've always been fast. Um, I think, you know, looking into touring car stuff, uh, there sure. are some good series out there. Awesome, you know. Yes. So looking, you know, keeping my options open. I mean, I can make it fit. You know, if I'm going to get in the car, I will get in the car. I'll shrink my feet down. I'll cut a piece of my leg out. I'll do it. There you so. go. <laughs> will you just fly that Lone Star flag for us, man? We've been looking for a Texan for a while. Uh, hey, what's, all right, I can be it. <laughs> hey, I want to. I want to. Before you go, we got a couple minutes left. I want to do a little more Formula One. You know, guys, y'all realize that we're now in danger of Ferrari not winning a race in 2019. I mean, they they should have won in what Bahrain, Canada, and Austria. But the way it's looking now, what were they 58 seconds back the mm, other day? Yeah. So I mean, it's it's Oof. very possible that Ferrari not win a race in 2019. Going into that. Coming out of the testing and stuff, we would have never believed it was. It would have been True. almost impossible, and now we're, that reality could very well happen. That is insane. I, I know mean, isn't I, it? it's yeah. It you know, the red shirts are all so iconic to F one. I can't believe they just haven't even lucked into one. Well, especially yeah, as they started yeah, exactly. the season as as potentially favorites because everybody said that they finally got, you know, they should have won it last year because they had a better car, but they shot themselves in the foot, and then they didn't deliver. They haven't delivered this year. Yeah. All right. So let me go around yeah. the room, everybody. Let's, uh, what, you know, what do you, how about a prediction or what are you looking forward to the most uh, for the rest of the season in Formula One? Let's and, start with Liam. Yeah. What do you, what about you, Liam? All right. Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, I think the drivers are good. I think Leclerc's uh, said to be uh, golden. I think he's going to do uh, greatness. But um, yeah, it, it proved that they're, you know, the, what is it the w10 or the the mercedes is really really kicking butt uh the ferrari's got the engine but you know if it's you can't get it through the corners and they're always going to get you um so i think yeah i think they have the drivers i think next year if they make a few uh improvements i think they can do uh really good 
So I think we need to set some spike strips up uh, for the last <laughs> race <laughs> for the, <laughs> to be honest, but no, I, I honestly think, uh, I think they can do good. Maybe they can pull one off here. Um, if they get they act together, if they, you know, work together. Uh, I mean, they've been trying, I think the strategy, you know, it, it hasn't worked out. It hasn't been their favorite, you know, you honestly, you know, if they didn't have no luck, they'd have bad, uh, well, if they didn't have bad luck, they'd they have no have luck. luck. Yeah. Yeah. As, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, yeah, I think, I think they can overall win a race. I think they have it in them. I just think they got to get their act together a little bit. All right, Jonathan. Oh, okay. Uh, Charles Leclerc to win at Monza in a blaze of glory in front of the Tifosi <laughs> and set this thing alight and then take it to Mercedes for the rest of the year and for Auburn to get his first podium at Singapore. Okay. Les Kaiser. Uh, I tell you what, I want to see Kimmy. He's out teaching uh, the next generation. <laughs> we all want to, to see Clark. more of Kimmy, right? I yeah, want, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want and hear more. <laughs> yeah, I want him up there. I want to see him win a race, carry his kid up on the podium, do all that. And then uh, go lawnmower racing with, with the Snyders. There you go. Well, there you go. You know, <laughs> yeah. we put him, put him in a cop car last, you know, a couple of years ago. Let, let's so, let's get DM up. me on Instagram, man. Yeah. <laughs> right, we're almost out of time. I'm going to say that Sebastian Vettel, I've been bashing him for yeah. two years. He started to look good. I'm not going to say that he's going to beat Leclerc all the time, but I'm just going to say he's going to look good. He's settling into his role, and I think he's going to do really well for the rest of the By season. By the way, kudos. Who said Gasly would be dropped? Oh, my gosh. I forgot. Les Kaiser, you've been predicting this since the third week of the season. Yeah, yeah. you did. You, I, we got to go back and pull those clips. Les said it. He was like, Gasly's out. He's out. And we were like, what He'll are you talking about? He'll be away next weekend. We'll, we'll talk about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah. saying, what are you talking about, Les? The guy's only run two or three races. You're no, like, no, he's out. He's, he's out. out. He's out. Yep, yep. Hey, Thank you very much, Liam, Liam Snyder. Snyder. Remember the name. He's Absolutely. coming up fast. Thanks, Liam. Talk to you soon, buddy. Travel safe, bud. Appreciate it, guys. See you All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Check out our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. Check out our Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff, and we'll talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. Happy trails. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.